Welcome to Hey You Got This podcast, where your hosts, I am Stacia. And I'm Lizzie. Today, we are going to cover one of our favorite topics that honestly we could talk about for 500 years, but we're going to talk about diet culture and fitness culture and all the crazy ads that all of us women get served on Instagram for weird weight loss equipment. And Stacia brought up the really good point that pretty much everyone's stuck at home right now. And so we're all getting these really weird messages from the health and fitness industry about staying healthy and staying fit in quarantine. And we want to unpack that today. Yes, definitely want to weed through some of the BS that's out there and (laughs) serve you all with some uh, (laughs) quality information as well as things you can be doing at home that are actually going to serve you. And I feel like to kick this off, Stacia, you should just share with the class what ad you were served that prompted this whole thing because it's so bananas. (laughs) It is so bananas. So I wake up this morning and uh, lo and behold, I just, I can't even believe it. It stops me in my tracks. No, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So it stops me in my tracks and I just, yeah, the fastest way to slim down your face and uh, it is the slimming strap (laughs) So right from the comfort of your home, you only have to wear it for 40 minutes every other day and you don't even have to move. You can be reading your favorite magazine and it is it shows people measuring with a measuring tape from ear to ear to see Uh, the double chins that they have lost while wearing this strap. It's like a waist trainer for your chin. Yes, literally. It was like, (laughs) and it looks horribly uncomfortable, which is another thing that I have such a problem with, with what women are told how to be pretty and how to be accepted in society, it all involves all these extremely painful, awful contraptions. Well, and Stacia described it as like a bra for your face and it totally looked like that. It also looks like something you would wear after like a major dental surgery. (laughs) Yeah, if your jaw were wired shut, put this on. (laughs) And uh, it just was, I... uh, instantly I just get so upset by all these things that are sold as like the magic pill or the quick fix for something that isn't even that needs to be fixed (laughs) it's just like it's such a frustrating thing that we're bombarded with these messages and I talked to Lizzie too because I keep screen recording these and putting them in my (laughs) stories because I'm just like what is going on I've gotten ones where there's this weird squeezy device that you stick between your butt cheeks and you just like (laughs) clench your ass over and over again and it shows these like dramatic results of your butt going from like flat pancake ass to like juicy Kim Kardashian it, booty. It looks like like a fitness butt plug. Yes. <laughs> it is so absurd. And I'm like, but people have to be buying this if this product exists. If there's advertisements for it, people are tagging people in it to be like, check this out. And I'm like, I hope they're tagging somebody to be like, look at how freaking look ridiculous, how ridiculous this, is. this is. Also, I will say like as... Stacia and I both hold a lot of fitness certifications and I'm sure Stacia that you think this too when I see those I'm like this is gonna fuck up your body like you're gonna be so uncomfortable because your muscles will be like not balanced they'll be so just like like whenever I see the Kardashians I'm like Oh, girl, do you have so much back pain? Yeah, it's funny because the second you brought up Kim Kardashian, I just want to go on a whole nother tangent because I'm just like, yeah, that's just plastic surgery. So let's not I, 
be it taking is. advice about how to get the body you want from people that pay a lot of money yeah. to have surgery to get the body that they and want. And I do think that is such a good point too, because like, I mean, when I was in high school, I definitely, it would have even occurred to me that these people could be having plastic surgery. And it's, you know, now that I'm older and wiser, I know, <laughs> but I still like, sometimes I still forget, like I'll look at these people and I'm like, oh my God, she looks amazing. And then I'm like, have to gut check myself and be like Lizzie she probably had plastic surgery and also her job is to look like that like your job is not to look like that there's a lot that goes into it and uh, that's just another thing is like who you're taking your health and fitness advice from is it somebody that looks the part or is it somebody it's okay if they look the part and they know what they're talking about like that's fantastic I think Mm -hmm. the world needs more fitness influencers that actually know what they are talking about and spreading a good message to people but if you're just taking your advice from any old influencer when it comes to your health and fitness and just because they're promoting a product like these people are paid a lot of money to promote that product and these people are not seeing results because of this product. They are seeing these results from trainers, private chefs, and surgery. <laughs> yeah, surgery, probably some crazy diet pills that are like <laughs> super expensive. I don't know. There's so many things. And also like the thing I always have to ask myself is like, would you want to live like that? Like, would you want to have these like crazy, ridiculous meals all the time? And I know like Daisha, you have some really good insight on what it's like to live like that. But it's just like, yeah, I think you have to look at like the cost of it all yes. in terms of your time yes. and your energy and is it worth it? So yeah, I would love to hear your perspective because I know that you have done like the crazy like fitnessy mm-hmm. diet stuff and gotten mm-hmm. really great results. But what was it like to like live like that? <laughs> I Tell mean, me. it was an, it, yes, it was an interesting journey because I feel like uh, there was a point when I was still pretty naive, and I remember my roommate got a trainer, and she was like, "Yeah, you can come sit down with us. He's going to give me nutrition advice." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, awesome, great, yes, yeah." So we sat down with him, and he's like, "So you're going to eat 1,200 calories. You can mm. have 36 grams of carbs a day. That is your max. That's which, like mind you, zero that carbs." Is a, <laughs> That is a medium-sized apple. I was I can't just going to say, isn't that like as many carbs as are in an apple? <laughs> yes. So literally for weeks, I felt so guilty because I couldn't oh. even eat an apple. And But the interesting part is, is that once I started to educate myself and get more out of, I knew when he was giving this advice, I wasn't really like jiving with it. I was like, no, this is not right and so it didn't take me long to forget everything that he said and uh, take a different route for myself but because it was interesting for me I noticed and I think it is scientifically true as well that like when you're lifting heavy weights your body needs and craves actually a lot of carbohydrates and protein yeah your body just like feels hungry I feel like when you lift like when I do your workout I get done and my body's like please feed me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh, so it was interesting too though is that like the leanest I was was also the time that I was eating the least amount of vegetables so when I think of Mm -hmm. health and fitness they really are two separate things like entirely and I think so often we're tricked into thinking that they are one in the same and that's what gets so challenging for people is that understanding that fitness and people that are fitness models and people that live a fitness lifestyle, that is their life. 
It's yeah. not something that fits into a healthy lifestyle. Like that is a different lifestyle entirely. And 100%. so most people, I think, start workout programs or diets or whatever it is that they're starting thinking that they have to be like that in order to feel their best, look their best and be healthy. And it simply just is not true. <laughs> um, and there is a really big difference. <laughs> yeah, fake news for sure. And again, like if that is your goal, if you want to have a crazy chiseled physique, fantastic. Like, yeah. Get a coach that's going to help you do that for sure. Like, I'm not discouraging you from having that as a goal. But if your goal is just to get a little to be healthy, happy and feeling good in your body, energized, you yeah. don't need. Yeah. And energized. You don't need to be manipulating your water, your carb, your fats, your proteins and mm-hmm. keeping track of every little thing. That is what is required if you are going to be competing on stage where every little fiber of your muscle is going yeah. to be scrutinized under a magnifying glass which that's not what it takes to be healthy. Most of these people, when they're stage ready, are extremely unhealthy. They're so tired, (laughs) so hungry. Like you always see those things of like their cheat meal after the show ends and just like going ham on everything. Yeah, and it's crazy. I remember I had somebody come up to me at the gym when I was in Vegas and they're like, yeah, I see your posts on Instagram. Like I did a bikini competition. Like, are you thinking about competing? That was something I got all the time. It was like, are you going to compete? Are you going to compete? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm, I'm like the least competitive person on the planet. And I'm like, um, no, oh, yeah, I don't do this because, this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not here. I'm doing this because I like to eat. So like, thank you. Yeah. And it was just interesting because she was like, yeah, if you haven't competed, I would recommend that you don't because uh, I did. Oh, wow. And ever since that day of looking at myself in the mirror, it doesn't matter what I do. I just look in the mirror and I see like a gigantic human being that's disgusting. Mm. And she was like super fit. She was a mom. She had had kids right. and like, so I'm she sure she fantastic. was fantastic. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, and I look in the mirror and I'm just inadequate because I can't be as lean as I was that one time. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, like, no, thank you. Like, we have enough. We struggle with enough body image issues. And so I just I never really went the super extreme route in that sense, because like, literally, I don't mean to make light of eating disorders, but like, I tried to have an eating disorder many times in my life, but I could not do it. I couldn't. It's like, (laughs) I was like, nope, I would last like two days. And not to say that I don't have other disordered eating, Mm -hmm. but just as far as like when it comes to like restricting or things like that, like I just couldn't do it. So it was, I never went too extreme with the food. I was working out like a crazy person. Like I would do like two workouts a day. I would go to a 75 minute hot yoga class and then I would go and lift weights and then I would like go on the Stairmaster for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, that being said, like I did feel really great physically. I wasn't doing it to a point of like, like I definitely was putting so much energy in it. I feel like that there probably was some mentally unhealthy things going on because it was pretty obsessive, but I did feel really energized and strong. It's empowering for sure. It is fairly empowering. So like, that's what I have taken away from my journey of like going to more of an extreme to more of just like, oh, like you can exercise and feel empowered and feel strong and feel good in your body without having to dedicate your life to it. And that's what I got. That's when I became committed to offering that for my clients. Oh, 
show. Yeah, before I'd been trying to teach them how to work out like me. And now I still am. Like, this is more so how I work out now. But it was like, here, become a bodybuilder. Well, yeah. And back then it was like, become a bodybuilder. But like, that's not realistic for most people. And so most people wouldn't see the same results that I saw. And I would be like, why is this happening? And it was such a learning experience. But I just, uh, yeah, the fitness industry is a crazy, crazy place. And you just have to. It's so cuckoo. (laughs) try to learn to uh, trust yourself and find reliable sources and people that make you feel good. Like, again, I was following a bunch of fitness people that made me feel so inadequate. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Like I would never be one of the cool kids, like looking at them being like, oh my gosh, they like have it all. And I'm just, I'm here working so hard and I want to have it all too. And like the comparison game there got really toxic for me. Really fucked up. Totally. Well, and I think you bring up a really good point of like looking good and feeling good do not always happen together. Um, It definitely can, but I think that we often assume if someone looks really good and really amazing that they must also like feel super energized and feel like I'm just like so happy and don't have any mental health issues, right? And like (laughs) often that's not the case. And also I want to like, just take a second to acknowledge what you said about like you tried to have an eating disorder because I think that is so common for women and it's so fucked up that it's like oh I'm gonna like try to because you know like even exercise bulimia is a thing like you might not be throwing up but you're like out exercising what you eat like I know so many people who've tried to do that I know so many people who have like crazy restricted their calories for their wedding or just in general and it's like Every woman I know has pretty much like tried to have some sort of eating disorder or like all of a sudden realized that they had one. It is such a common experience. Yeah, it's really that's why when I see those ads like I do, it's like this is what is wrong because these are the messages we're being shown and it doesn't. It, none of that is anything that leads towards a, a more holistically healthy human being. No. <laughs> yeah, not it's not going to like make you feel healthy at all. I just remembered when I like very first started blogging, I would get, you know, these emails that were like, hey, can we send you product? And I didn't really know how like blogging worked. And so I would say yes to everyone because I was like, I don't want these other brands to find out that I said no. And I also didn't realize that you could say no, which I think like that's just wow, a female as a woman. experience in general. <laughs> yeah, we can dive into that in another episode. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. But so I, re- so there's like a couple weird products that I got. One that I got was resistance bands. You and I love resistance bands. Yeah. If you don't have resistance bands, guys, they are amazing. These specific resistance bands were like individual for your muscles. And they were meant to be like blood flow restriction. So you tightened them as tight as you could basically until your muscles would fall asleep. And then you were supposed to like do squats or deadlifts or pushups or whatever. And it wasn't to add resistance. It was just to help your muscles get really pumped up. And I did a couple workouts with them and it felt fucking terrible as I'm sure you can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Their website was crazy and it was totally like all these really hardcore fitness people. And I just remember thinking like, Oh, I have to do this as someone in like the fitness wellness space. I have to try these and I have to like them. Um, And I ended up (laughs) finally just giving them to Goodwill because they fucking sucked. But (laughs) 
<laughs> like, it's oh, so wild. Amazing. Well, I also know you had a crazy story about your work being like asked to do like fitness program thing. Oh, yes. This is a good this? time to tell this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, this is a good story, guys. <laughs> I used to work at um, a TV station in Seattle. I did marketing for them, but TV stations are pretty small. Everyone kind of knows each other and works together. And so one of our big advertisers, someone who spent a ton of money with um, the station was like a local weight loss company. And this was within the same year that I had gotten in my car accident, which I think I've talked about before on here. And I like had gained a ton of weight. I was working this new job at the TV station and had no time for like myself and also like was still in a lot of pain from my car accident. So I couldn't work out. I'd gained all this weight. I'd gotten married. I was super self-conscious about my body, which now I look back on that time and I'm just like, want to give that girl a hug. But I was so self-conscious about my body. And so this advertiser was paying, they wanted to do a segment, a series of segments on like the results of their weight loss company. And so there was an email that went out to some of the staff that was like, hey, we're looking for someone internally to do this because it's just easier if it's someone who like works there. Right. And I felt so terrible about my body that I was like, great, I'll go. I'll do it. Like, I'll do whatever. And I I really didn't know that much about it. And they also wouldn't really share that much about it because it was like Mm -hmm. their secret formula. So I went and they put me on this like weird vibrating scale. (laughs) (laughs) and when you're yeah when you're feeling terrible about your body like having something (laughs) that just makes everything jiggle is like the fucking worst Uh, (laughs) so I go they put me on the scale um I knew I was definitely overweight then like I knew that I was overweight um and they read all these like terrible stats off and I was like you know overweight but I wasn't like I wasn't like 600 pounds they made me feel like I was 600 pounds and disgusting and then I got set up with like a I think she was called like a consultant and she was like a nutritionist and you know being how station I are I was like oh my god like where did you get your degree in like nutrition from and she was basically like I took a weekend course and now I do this. (laughs) And they asked me all these questions about my body and they filmed it and it was so embarrassing. And then they like turned off the camera and were like, okay, we're going to give you, like they wouldn't really tell me what I was supposed to be doing to like lose all of this weight. And then finally they were like, okay, we're going to give you all of your food. Like you get to pick out your food. So I had to go into this weird room and it was all protein powder and protein bars. And I realized as I was doing it, I was like, oh, you're just trying to put me in ketosis. Like, this is just a weird keto thing. And they were like, yeah, but like, no, it's so much more than that. Um, and I was like, well, this is just keto. And so they were like, you can have any of these protein powders within these couple hours. And then for dinner, you can have two cups of steamed vegetables with two tablespoons of olive oil, which is so much fucking olive oil and like a few ounces of meat. And so I was like, okay, again, this is just like keto, but whatever. And then they were like, you, you'll like find a workout that you love. Like, you know, we really encourage you to start working out. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I was a division one athlete. And they were like, oh, really? But like the fact that I didn't look super thin and amazing, they just assumed that I would like the way that they were treating me was horrible. It was they just assumed that I was lazy and disgusting and fat. 
And the owner of this place was an old white man. And I remember he said to me, he said, Lizzie, right now, it's like you're wearing a puffy coat. Your body is like your normal body wearing a puffy coat. And we're going to get you through this program. And then you're going to take the coat off and you're going to feel like yourself again. And I was like, okay, I don't feel like I'm that terrible. Like, (laughs) fuck you. I didn't want to let my work down. So Mm. I kept doing this thing. I did it for like a few weeks and I was so hungry. And I also felt like shit because like Stacia and I are used to eating like fresh, healthy food. Like I might've not been super thin, but I wasn't eating terribly. I was used to having like salads and smoothies. And then I was just having these really disgusting, like chemical protein powders. So I felt like garbage and I was tired all the time. And every time they talked to me, they were just so condescending and made me feel so disgusting. Like it wasn't like encouraging. It was like, clearly their tactic was like, let's make these people feel as terrible as possible. It was like an abusive relationship and then they'll stay. And finally, I can't remember what like the straw that broke the camel's back was. I think it was a lot of things, but finally I was like, I cannot do this. This guy, the owner of this place is being such a dick to me. I do not feel Mm -hmm. comfortable doing this. I, this is like not what I stand for. And I really, they had really sold it as like, you're gonna, it's gonna be like this really healthy eating plan, which I was like, yeah, I'm down with that. So I I went and told the producers that I wouldn't do it. And I thought they were gonna be so mad. And they were all like, oh my God, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, you don't need to be doing this. Like, you are beautiful and you are strong. Mm-hmm. And like, they were like, it was really hard to edit because all the things he was saying to you were so terrible. But Ew. it was so wild, you guys. And so many people, you know, I'm not gonna say the name of where it is but it's a chain in Washington state at least and so many people go to it like there are ads on buses there are billboards there are so many commercials and people turn to it as their only option and it was so fucking terrible oh also they made me listen to this part was kind of funny whenever I would go I had to sit in this like massage chair and listen to like (laughs) these weight loss meditation affirmations and it was like I am thin. Oh, I no. am melting fat off my body. No. I am losing weight. And I would have to do that every day for like 20 minutes. And they were like hilarious. I kind of enjoyed doing that because yeah. it was so ridiculous. But yeah, it was like this whole super weird thing. Oh, and that just, oh my gosh. I was like, that's okay, my maybe story. they got something <laughs> with like the positive affirmations. But I'm like, nope. the effort, if they're affirming that you are thin and yeah. losing fat and like, that's where the good feelings yeah. come from. That is so grotesque. Yeah, because I was like, so oh, I'm so into like meditation. This will yeah. be great. And it was like, like they were subconsciously trying to be like, I, my appetite is lessening. Like it wasn't like I'm beautiful. I'm strong. I can do anything, yeah, which is what like, I thought it would be. it was like subliminal messaging (laughs) yeah that just is gonna further perpetuate an extremely toxic message that we don't need to hear anymore and that I'm so over yeah and thankfully like I had the awareness to be like I'm not gonna do this and I really tried not to make a big deal about it this is actually my first time like publicly talking about it and it's been like three years now (laughs) well thank you for bravely sharing yeah it was so crazy and I also hope that 
none of you in your lives ever fucking go through an experience like that because it just like wrecked my self-esteem for a while. Yeah. And that's so unfortunate that there are so <laughs> many, especially weight loss geared programs yeah. that really do perpetuate a really negative and toxic yeah. message. And again, that like tell you that your worth is only in your body and how thin it can be and right that those aren't really very empowering messages to be spreading to people because I know a lot of different people in a lot of different shapes and sizes like look at Olympic athletes like depending yes. on their sport they all look completely different and they are all completely badass strong incredible yes. women and uh, that uh, it there's a lot more that goes into your health totally than, uh, being thin and melting fat and honestly like it's so funny too, as like going through this journey, because for me, I was a personal trainer and I was really at that point in my life, very, um, what's the word? I was very easily influenced. Yeah. And I didn't same. really have <laughs> much of a backbone of my own to like, I knew that there was something like, there was always this little voice, but I had spent mm -hmm. most of my life ignoring it. So I was like, okay, I'll just do what other people do. Yes. And yeah. uh, it was so interesting for me because I remember my boyfriend at the time was like, oh, anytime I would talk about my clients, he'd be like, oh, how much weight did they lose? And I was like, I didn't ask them. And he was like, yeah. well, <laughs> you like, you have to be able to measure that. And like, in my heart, it was just like screaming, like, no, no, no. There's so much more to this. I don't want to have the focus be on your happiness and your worth, depending on the scale. But like, that's how the weight loss industry is treated. So I honestly thought yep. that there was something wrong with me and the way that I coached because I Which wasn't willing. Which is so bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't willing to do what everybody else was doing and be like, okay, let's measure every. And I do understand that like, if you do have a goal, like having different ways to measure it can be, it's good to measure things like it's information, mm -hmm. but that I was doing it from a place that was completely not aligned with the, what I wanted to be preaching and promoting to my clients. But again, I was so like, I was, I made an <laughs> entire like webinar and ad series called the fat loss fast track formula and like yeah. how to shed body fat. you thought that fat. was what you were supposed to do. Yeah. Yes. And like I kept getting people on the phone and I was like, why does this all feel so gross to me? And then I was talking to a mindset coach and they were like, well, I don't think any of this is actually aligned with you. And then I like thought really long and what? hard about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, actually, you're right. I really effing hate the weight loss industry. I hate telling women that they need to lose weight. Because that's yep. not, I've, I've been through all of that. And I know that that's not what women need. And so then being able to shift that towards something that is more empowering and encouraging, like my whole thing is like helping women uncover their inner and outer strength. And that that is so much more important to me than any number on a scale. Yep. And uh, so it's just, I just, my heart breaks when there's still these huge programs backed by lots of money so much money yeah promote uh, shaming and uh, all that negativity that you need to restrict and starve and suffer and punish yourself in order to have the life and the happiness and the body that you want yeah and that you deserve like you don't deserve it unless you do blah 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 and I do think that's how a lot of these companies and these crazy like 
chin bra things work <laughs> is because we already, as women, have so much internalized shame and then they just like get you from the shame angle and you're like already feeling really shitty and then they're like you have a disgusting double chin you need this like chin bra waist (laughs) chin trainer thing and they just like rather than being like you're beautiful like blah 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 it's like you're garbage and yes this is gonna fix it and it's you know we already feel terrible about ourselves thanks society so yeah yeah it's It's fucking wild struggle is real and i was like journaling the other day and just thinking about again all the things that I did as a coach that I Mm -hmm. just reflect on and again it's I did what everybody else did so I don't I'm not like mad at myself but it's just like oh my gosh like when I actually put my perspective on it and what I think is true and good I just it's I was thinking about before and after pictures and I I am so against them (laughs) and like I used to like I posted on my account all my before and afters and I do think that there is an empowering way to like share your journey of growth and transformation for sure and that that's something that should be embraced the I think the journey should be embraced but when you chalk it up to a before and after picture the message always seems to be that before you were unworthy before you were unlovable before you didn't deserve to be happy and now after now that you look so thin and fit and fabulous now you're lovable now you're worthy now you deserve everything so go be smiling now because you didn't deserve to smile in the before picture 100 percent. there's an account that i follow and stacia i don't know if you follow her but you would love her it's called ditch the diet um and she posts a ton of before and after pictures But they are reverse before and after pictures of her having an eating disorder, having, you know, like a workout addiction and all of these things then next to her current self. And she always gives the like, she's like, I remember this exact day and I had like been crying all day or I had like not let myself eat anything or I had thrown up a bunch of times and like, it's so insightful. And I really think we need more accounts like that because she's like, yeah, I looked like X, Y, Z, but I was doing all of these things to look that way. And I was really miserable. And then she'll show like this amazing, really cute picture of her, like sitting on her bed and she has like these adorable tummy rolls and she's like, and now I feel (laughs) amazing. You know, it's just like, I love it. And I think it's such a good example because that's like, that's the kind of content that we need. And it does really open your eyes of like, oh, this person looks great, but she felt terrible and do I want to sacrifice like my mental health to be able to be like look I have abs yeah and I think that there's like I think of I had a trainer that I worked with and he was a man so like he doesn't he necessarily get the negative messaging that we get but he had a great physique and exercised from a really healthy place and just Mm -hmm. like loved to move and stay active and so I do think you can have a great physique and also have mental health. It's just yes, you don't want to sacrifice one for the other. And I definitely think it's it's incredibly hard, especially as women, not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I do love that there's accounts out there that are kind of fighting against the status quo because uh, it is uh, really interesting because it does seem so empowering and encouraging to see these before and after pictures But I really do believe that most people think when they see themselves in somebody else's before, 
that it makes them feel bad about themselves because they're not at the after. And it's like, I, one of my biggest messages is like, no one got healthy by hating themselves. So this whole idea that we should be picking apart every little thing, chastising every part of our body, hating everything that we eat and feeling guilt and shame about everything. That is not going to be a very encouraging place to make positive choices (laughs) in your life. And unfortunately, that's like what the diet culture thrives on. It thrives on like messages of fear that make you want to buy products that you don't need in order to keep that like multi-billion dollar industry afloat. I know. And yeah, and it's like you said, like you can't hate yourself into loving yourself, which I think we've all been in that situation where you're like, okay, tomorrow I'll wake up and everything will be great because I like really restricted my calories or I did a bunch of workouts or I haven't drank water, but you know, and it's like, it's not how it works, but I also see how we're all fed that messaging of like, if I'm just mean enough to myself, (laughs) this will get better. It's It's so tragic. And that's like, it's something that I feel like I've kind of held back on sharing. Like I've never been really good at being consistent with my messaging. And I'm like, and it's something that lately I just have been like, Stacia, if you don't do this, like everybody else, like, We have to make the kindness louder than the hate. We have to make the joy louder than the fear. Like we have to be the voices that when there's 10 messages telling you you need to diet and lose weight, instead of there being two saying, actually, you can be kind to yourself and get great results and start living a better, more healthy, empowered, happy life that we need more voices like that. And to remind myself that I'm just doing a disservice to this industry if I don't speak up because I do have a lot of experience on both yeah, ends you do. of the spectrum and uh, that I am so much happier now and I am in such a better place mentally learning how to take care of myself in ways like I I was thinking about it the other day when I was working out and I don't say this to brag but I you can brag this is a brag <laughs> space this is a safe space to brag <laughs> It makes me feel like an asshole, though, um, which I know women should be You're allowed to never an asshole. But I I can't remember the last time I worked out because I felt like I had to. Oh, that's I such don't. a good feeling. And I was like, think about it the other day. I was like working out and I was just like, and I was like, you know what? Like, have I've never like, it's always been like, oh, like listen to my body. Oh, I really want to go for a run today. That's going to feel really good. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I don't really feel like working out, but I'm just going to go like hang out with my weights for a little bit and see what happens. And then I leave. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a 20 minute thing. That's not super intense. And then I go about my day and I'm happy. Like, uh, so being able to heal my relationship with exercise, heal my relationship with my body and heal my relationship with food has really been what has helped me versus like, starting a new diet, starting a new exercise program. It's really been about focusing on healing those relationships that have been so incredibly toxic for me in my life. It wasn't until this point that I actually started to have healthier relationships with those things. And now I actually am a healthier human being. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say a little plug for Stacia. Like you helped me. So I did Stacia's personal training. Her workouts are amazing. Kettlebells are life. Um, But doing those helped me get into a place where I could, like I got confidence in my body again and I felt really strong and really powerful. And like, did I lose a pant size in the process? Yes. But it was like never really about that. And now I 
I don't know, you like really helped me get into a place again with my body where I felt like strong and excited to work out. And I obviously still do your workouts, but I also feel very empowered now to be like, what does my body want versus like hating myself into being like, oh, you've gained all this weight. You're out of shape. You need to do all of these things all of these days in a row to look good again. And like having Stacia's guidance and her coaching and then the coaching turned into this podcast, which is so fun, really was helpful for me. And just like, feeling good about exercise again. So I really encourage, and I'm sure Stacia does too, you guys to find something that makes you feel really powerful and mm-hmm. happy and energized mm-hmm. and then let it grow from there. I love that. And I thank you for the kind words. That really means a lot to me because that is exactly what I hope to accomplish with my yeah, clients. Dude. And uh, that uh, I also just want to give a big shout out to Lizzie because she has been an amazing, she was an amazing client to have. And I was so fortunate and I learned and grew so much as a coach, uh, having her as a client and she showed up every week having done the work and not just the work, meaning the workouts, but reflecting on the obstacles and the struggles and how she could troubleshoot getting past those. And we work on different strategies together. And she was just really willing to be coached and to make changes in her life, which is a a huge part of having success in the process as well. So she was, you were really, really awesome to have as a client. And I'm so glad that these those coaching conversations turned into this because I know because we would always just talk and be like, we need to, people need to hear these. Um, But I will say too, like I had been, I think just because of my past as like my past, um, but being a college athlete, I was like, I don't need a trainer. And I kind of, yeah, I just like poo pooed it a little bit. And I am so glad that I finally did it guys, because Like, I know it's not for everybody and it's definitely like a gift to be able to afford one. But if you can get in a situation, even if it's like an online, more free program or like a group program where you have that accountability and you have someone checking in with you in a really healthy way, that was like the game changer for me. And also like nothing Stacia ever did was like shame based. It was super supportive and knowing that I was going to have to like not have to, but get to check in with her every (laughs) Monday morning was like it it gave me something to look forward to. And it also really inspired me to just like show up and do the work, even if I like was feeling tired or didn't want to, because I was like, there was somebody totally outside of me and my life that I had to like report back to. And that was super helpful. And if you can't afford personal training or any sort of like exercise program, get a buddy who like wants to yeah. do it with you in a really healthy way. And then you guys can cheer each other on. Cause I think it's really, yeah, really it's important good to have people cheer each other on in life. Yeah. Like we all need that. <laughs> I know this is what our cheerleading in high school has evolved yes. into. <laughs> Go pirates. It was all for something. Go pirates. So I want to, you brought up a really good point earlier that like kind of stemmed this conversation before we were recording that I want your perspective on before we finish this bad boy off but we had been kind of talking about all of this in relation to quarantine (laughs) so (laughs) happy coronavirus time um I mean that totally is a joke I know this is a serious issue something that I've been noticing a lot on my Instagram feed and then Stacia and I were talking about it this morning is just like all these amazing women who like now are stuck at home and can't work out or don't have like their walking routine and how that's like sort of impacting some health stuff, maybe disordered habits. So Stacia, 
What are your thoughts? Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, I think I said it in the episode before, but that it's just really important, again, to try. This is a great time to try. And when those thoughts come up in your head of like, oh, I need to do this. Usually anytime you have a need, there's a sense of lack or scarcity. And so if you're feeling like I need to exercise or everything falls apart, like I need to exercise or I'm going to lose all my progress, I need to exercise, that that will definitely add to your anxiety. So if you notice (laughs) those thoughts coming up... Um, and again, like there's no, not, I, I have anxious thoughts all the time about us yeah, surrounding yeah. this. So like, uh, if you're finding, like finding ways to incorporate movement into your routine that don't increase your anxiety, maybe this is a great time to start exploring like a little bit more, uh, yoga, like figuring mm-hmm. out, like connect with your body, ask your body what it needs, as opposed to just doing what you think your body needs, which is these like fitness classes and these like great big planned out workouts. Like, yeah, this, this is a really good opportunity to get to know yourself and to know your body. And that can be scary. I think. Yeah. It's (laughs) so hard to listen to your body. We're trained not to. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, trust your body. Nope. Trust a man's opinion about your body. And you're like, okay. (laughs) All right. I guess I will. (laughs) Yeah. So I do think that there's something like I definitely highly encourage people to stay moving in this time because we're all getting a little cabin fevery, stir crazy. Mm-hmm. So like uh, me, I've been hosting my live workouts every single day at noon. Yeah, Eastern guys do Standard them. They're time. so fun. Yeah. And it's been fun watching that grow. But even just for me, having that community and that accountability has really helped. And I also yeah. see so many other people offering live events to get people moving like different Zumba instructors that I know are hosting live Zumba classes which I'm like yes you guys are the best thank you and uh, different people offering breath work or yoga or things like this you're doing your free workout movement on your YouTube channel like there's so Mm -hmm. many great ways to find something that works for you that is completely free because people are really showing up for their community and wanting to give back to each other in this in time. such a cool way. Yeah. And I, Stacia and I were talking earlier about just like some really good food for thought that we had seen. Mm-hmm. And one of them, which I was like, oof, I need to do this, was <laughs> like, it said, don't use quarantine as like a fat camp for yourself. And I was like, I definitely could see myself getting into that just of like, oh, why don't you just use this to lose a bunch of weight and then you'll come out and be amazing. And I think that a lot of people are feeling that. And I also think, guys, this is like an unprecedented time. It is so stressful for everybody, even if you're like, feeling pretty chill about it. And so Mm -hmm. I also think if you are like snacking a little more than usual, Mm -hmm. or if you just really don't feel like you can work out like that is very normal and very understandable. And so I think like, also don't be afraid to, I keep seeing all these things that are like, you don't have to work off all of your quarantine snacks or like, (laughs) you know, your quarantine treats. And I think that's such a good point because this is so stressful. And if you are like, soothing yourself with food that's I mean you're not like shooting up drugs you know like it could be way worse so don't feel bad adding guilt and shame to a situation that's really like 
yes, human beings are super resilient and adaptable and it is a beautiful thing, but it's also a situation that's extremely hard for our minds to comprehend while we are deep in it. So understanding that there are going to be things that we don't quite get and that uh, we're going to be more anxious and we might be more like uh, likely to cope through eating because we're literally stuck next to our fridge. We're stuck like, at home with yeah, our food. like what else are we going to do? We're going to eat. So giving uh, The amount some- of like faux Cheetos that I've eaten in the last couple weeks <laughs> is unprecedented. <laughs> like my poop is just going to be a Cheeto at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Mine is just going to be ice cream, solid ice cream. Oh, yum, <laughs> yum. Our freezer is like my husband, Dan. Shout out, Dan. Dan Woo, like stocked Dan. up our freezer with a million things. So there's like no room in our freezer for any any ice cream, which is unfortunate, but perhaps a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like you had sent me that post of you don't have to make the most of a global pandemic. And I think that <laughs> that... I mean, that was like, wow, thank you. <laughs> like, that was really so refreshing. True, though. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that, like, for you as a three and an achiever, like, for you, it means more like slow down. You don't have to necessarily output so much now that you have, quote unquote, more free time and space to do that. But within, like, an exercise <laughs> and eating place, like, taking that energy and instead of, like, beating yourself up for how yeah. you're handling the pandemic or that you need to make the most of it by exercising more and eating healthier, that that's just going to be energy that is wasted because it's okay that during a time that has never happened before in your life, you're not navigating it perfectly. Yeah. And when Stacia says three, she's talking about my Enneagram number, (laughs) which we are going to have a full episode on Enneagrams, Stacia and I are obsessed with Enneagrams so and obsessed. they describe us so perfectly. Yeah, if you guys don't know your Enneagram number, look it up. You can just Google like Enneagram free test. But yeah, I think that's also, you make a really good point. And I, as somebody who's like, must fill all the time with productivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm practicing that I don't need to make the most of this. Like last night I was like, oh, I've always wanted to learn how to play the ukulele that I have in my basement. (laughs) I'm going to do a bunch of ukulele tutorials and da da da. And I was like, Lizzie, calm the fuck down. Like you don't, (laughs) if you want to learn how to play the ukulele right now, you can, but you do not have to, you are cuckoo. So that was helpful for me. I love it. Okay. So I want to hear your yay for the day, Miss Lizzie. Oh, I have a really good one. I bet oh, you know what it's go, gonna be. Go, go. Yeah, I uh, think so. <laughs> so today is Monday that we're recording, and my yay for the day is on Friday night. We got a puppy. Yay! Um, Maxie got a sister. Maxie got a sister. And actually, so Maxie is my seven-year-old rat terrier, and she's kind of a monster, but she's doing way better with this puppy than we thought that she would. She's, like, very curious from from afar, but, like, refuses to be out (laughs) of her sight, which is so cute. But, yeah, I had actually last Monday, it was, like, right after we recorded, whenever we recorded last, I got off and I was, like, perusing Facebook as one does. And I started seeing all these episodes or these articles, excuse me, about the shelters being really overwhelmed right now because they don't have their volunteer staff because of coronavirus. And I was like, oh no, the puppies, like, (laughs) this is so sad. And I've been really pushing for another dog for a long time. My husband and I are both working from home (laughs) indefinitely for at least like another month and a half. I mean, I always am at home, but he's at home right now too. And 
We coach rowing in the afternoons. That is canceled indefinitely. My yoga classes are canceled indefinitely. So we have essentially nothing but time. And also when I got our older dog, uh, my husband was still in college. So we were together, but like I raised her all by myself and lived with her by myself for a few years before him and I moved in together. So like it's his opportunity to get to raise a dog. Um, All of this to say we have a puppy. Her name is Lucy Lou. We have no idea what kind of dog she is, but she's very floofy and (laughs) it has been she's so cute. I'll post photos of her and it's been a really I definitely felt myself towards the end of last week getting into a pretty deep depression. I'm going to be honest. Um, So it's been a really good way to like combat that and fill the time and to feel like I'm doing some sort of good for the world. And I just want to share because I thought this was so pure. Lucy was rescued from a kill shelter in Texas. And so she flew in from Texas on Friday night with a bunch of other dogs that were being rescued from this kill shelter. And so we had to go pick her up at Alaska Airlines Cargo. And we went and there were a ton of people there to pick up dogs. And we were the only couple that was adopting. Everybody else was fostering just Mm -hmm. for the exact same reasons that we adopted a dog but they were all people who were like I can't normally have a dog but like I really wanted to support the shelters and I'm home right now and like these strangers at 11 p.m on a Friday were (laughs) were like being so honest about their mental health struggles during quarantine and like that they just really wanted to like bring some good into their lives and it just really it was so crazy on like a late Friday night to see all these people, all ages, picking up animals, old dogs, puppies from the airport to foster just to make the most of this situation. So I know the world, the world is crazy right now, but it was a very um, cool thing to see. What's your yay for the day? Stay. Chef. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know how to, how to beat a puppy, but again, it's not a competition. Uh, maybe it's next not a week competition. I will be celebrating my puppy that I adopt. We'll see. Yay. <laughs> You've been wanting one for a while. I know. Now I'm like, everybody's doing it. So Lucy's siblings are still up for adoption. You and your sister can each get one. I know. While we were talking, my phone actually lit up and my sister just wrote to my family's thread like, so we might get a dog. So like, it's getting serious for a lot of people. Stacia's sister texted me yesterday and was like, so tell me everything about how you got a puppy and how I can go on too. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody else wants to know how to foster or adopt a dog, talk to Lizzie. Yeah, She's I'll probably resource. just write a blog post on it because I've gotten yeah. so many questions. <laughs> and then I can just spam everyone with Lucy photos yes, and videos. I love that. What's you your yay though? My yay for the day has been... So it's interesting. I think that like this morning I was feeling pretty anxious about everything. It was really yeah. kind of hitting me that this is like... Even even more so, I woke up reading that LA has closed its parks and its beaches. I saw that, yeah. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, like pretty soon we're not going to be able to leave our homes. And it start, I like, I'm somebody that thrives from being outside. You being do, in nature, yeah. And uh, walking and that type of stuff. So it made me feel really anxious. And then I had my workout that I hosted and it was just so funny how so often we think that we need something for ourselves to make ourselves feel better. But that really, for me, being of service to others helps me so much during a time like this. So being able to show up and I have my mom, my cousin, my friends, strangers, I have people showing up on these workouts and we have a little community and uh, 
we get to move together. And it's just been such an encouraging space, even for me. Like I didn't going into it, I didn't know how it was going to go or what I was going to think about it all. But having done it, I'm now I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to have this for myself. Like this isn't just a gift to my community and those that want to participate. I'm like, it's been a gift for me. And Mm -hmm. that has just been a cool realization and something that especially today when I was feeling more anxious, I got to go host my workout, go through the movements myself. And I knew that afterwards I was going to feel better. And I did. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, I feel good. The people I'm serving feel good. And uh, just... I remember reading the it's the book of joy by the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu and Uh, the whole thing pretty much is just like joy comes from like being outside of yourself because like when we start to get too deep into our thoughts of like oh my gosh what am I lacking what am I needing what's going to happen in my life what's going on for me we get really really anxious thoughts whereas we can think outwardly and again, yeah. we need to learn to take care of ourselves. And the book very much so promotes taking care of yourself first. Ooh, I want to but... read this book. I'm adding it to my list oh. right now. And I'll add it to the show notes too for you guys. Yes, because uh, I've actually read it twice, which I don't read really? books twice very often. But it's just, it has such a good message. And I really have been finding joy through being able to look outside myself during a time of more anxiety. So my A for the day is to be able to serve my community and for them to be able to serve me by showing up and I love that. That's so amazing. And oh, I was going to say I the one workout I did of yours, it was really cool that like your mom was there and I think your uncle was there. And then like our friend from high school, Mia was there. What up, Mia? And it was like, I was in my little shed. I ha- We have like a shed in our yard. That's my office. And I was there by myself, but I felt like I was with all of these people. And it was really oh. cool. Yay. I love it. Yay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you feel so compelled, please like, subscribe, share this with your friends. Let us know if you have any topics that you want to see covered and... Yeah, we can't wait to talk to you soon. Stacia, you have anything you want to add? No, I'm just so grateful to have these conversations with you and to have the space to discuss things that that are important to us and important to other people and to hopefully share some laughs together as well as (laughs) some of the more serious stuff that gets brought up. So I'm just grateful for this podcast and the community that we get to build. Yeah. For all you people showing up for us and giving us a listen and a like and a love. And, you guys. <laughs> and laughter we all need laughter right now yes. so thank you for being here and don't forget hey you got this <laughs>